Welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, where we will be discussing all things Kate Kane, including the upcoming Batwoman series on the CW this fall. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is Gotham's finest, Palmer. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, it feels just like yesterday we recorded an episode. It feels just like five months ago. Uh, it was one of the two. It was one of the two. I was actually, when I realized it was five months ago, I was like, wait, what? How? Where did and, the then, and then go? I thought it was August and you reminded me it was still July. Yep. So that's basically where I'm at in my so life this, right now. So. This will be fun. <laughs> so, so I just apologize in advance because my brain doesn't function properly at the moment, but it's totally fine. So... San Diego Comic-Con was this weekend. Yes, it was. And all the news came out. All of the news. Yeah. Lots of news. Lots of news. So much news that I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I guess we can talk about what I thought was the most exciting piece of information. Okay. What did you think was the most exciting piece of information? That Brandon Routh will get to wear a Superman suit again. Yes, he will. The poor guy who got who got passed over for a sequel because of sins of the past will finally be Superman again as the kingdom comes Superman from what everyone's saying. Um, and the reason they're saying that is because apparently they don't have the ability to use the returns suit. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Um, either they're not allowed to or what, but that is, that is what everyone is speculating, especially since he showed up at the panel with the Kingdom Come Superman S. Gotcha. Now, for those of us who are not knowledgeable about the Kingdom Come Superman, such as myself. Yes. Why don't you tell us about him? Because I know you know all about it. Kingdom Come was a uh, comic series, a limited comic series, by my arch nemesis, Mark Wade, who wrote it. And <laughs> Superstar illustrator alex ross um he's great he does like a very painted style mm -hmm. which is why he doesn't actually do interiors anymore because it takes him like 40 years to complete a book <laughs> um but he still does marvel uh he still does marvel variants in regular covers most notably on like um spider-man and immortal hulk right now uh his his art is so beautiful they look super realistic he usually uses real people as as uh, inspiration but it's basically all the old golden age heroes are older it's it's in the future superman's you know superman's got the gray hair on the sides he's he's angry and it's it's a really fun comic it's one that i haven't read in a while um i would encourage people to go out and pick it up it's it's pretty good now, his uh, Superman's Lois is dead, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so, because Batman's, Batman's really old. Yeah, because him and Wonder Woman, I believe, are together in that book. Right, yes. Yeah. So we won't be getting um, what's-her-face in a cameo as Lois. The terrible Lois from that movie. Oh, no, no. She's got better things to do. And by better things, I mean they shouldn't call her at all. <laughs> like, I didn't... I, when that movie first came out, 
I absolutely hated it. And I hated it for one specific reason. And that was the, and that was them having a son. Now, since then, a, you know, they've had a son canically in the comics, but it, this was before that. And the fact that this was supposed to take place after Superman two, where she doesn't remember them having a relationship was very odd to me that then they would have a kid and she's like, I don't remember, you know, it's the whole Kevin Smith bit where it's like, I don't remember having sex with Superman yet. I have a child with superpowers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but that being said, I've grown to really like the film. I've always liked him, but I've grown to like the film more and more. She is still not good, but, I it, it is one of my it is higher up on my list of Superman movies than it was when it first came out. I'm not a huge fan of the film. I I arguably do, I don't think I've actually ever watched it all the way through. Um, but I really did like Brandon as I thought he was a really good choice to play Christopher Reeve's version of Superman. Like he was, he has that same sort of persona. Like even when you see him on Legends, just like the way that Ray Palmer is, like he has that heart to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always thought he was a good choice. I just thought he suffered from like a bad film. Like it was never his fault that the movie wasn't that great. Yeah. In my, in my mind, like I always really liked him and the idea of him. I just was like, oh, this movie's terrible. Um, so I'm happy that like he gets to do it again, you know, and and hopefully it's a a better. I'm I mean I'm pretty positive it'll be a better version of the character, <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, I really love his Clark. His Superman's good too, but I think his best bits were as Clark. Yeah. Um. He's you know he just looks and he acts so well as Clark. Superman. He, I'm I'm okay with him as Superman. There are times he looks a little weird in the suit. And I don't, I maybe because he just looked a little too boyish mm. at times. But I mean, now he's older. I think he's he's matured a lot more. It's still, like I said, it's still a really good film. I like the Lex Luger in that movie. Uh, Lex Luthor, rather. I like Frank Langella as Perry White. Um, but I'm I'm really happy to see him as Superman again. Yeah. I was super excited to see that. And also Superman's Tyler Hecklin will be back. Yeah. So super, Supergirl's version of Superman, which um, is, which mm-hmm. was kind of like, like everyone was like, Oh my God, they're, they're both going to be in there. And I'm like, we kind of already knew Tyler was going to be in there. Like right. that, I mean, that kind yeah. of went without saying the real news was Brandon Routh, but yeah, Tyler's back. And so is Elizabeth. Yes. That is her first name, right? Elizabeth Tullock, yeah. Yes. Bitsy? Yes. Yep, <laughs> Bitsy. That's how I lo- come I can always never remember her first name. I'm like, because <laughs> it's Bitsy online. I love her. She's she really good. She is so good, and I really loved her, Lois, um, last season. I thought she was excellent. So I'm super excited, and I'm super intrigued to see if they come back, like, if she's with the baby and, like, you know. Oh, if, if we don't yeah. have if we don't have John at this point, I'm going to be very disappointed. You can't give me both of them after the after what they did at the end of the the crossover last year and not give us Jonathan. I'm kind of hoping that like they were somewhere where Jonathan is like 
five now. You just, you just want them to age them really fast? Uh-huh. I, I don't like, think... Maybe they were in the Phantom Zone or something. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. They were, they were on... They were on... Um, uh, they were on New Krypton. Right. So... I mean, I doubt they're going to age them up that fast because they did that in the comics and everybody hated it. I just, baby, so like as someone who watches soap operas, babies are useless on TV shows. Like I I hate babies on TV shows. I love like when people are pregnant and have the babies because there's all kinds of drama surrounding them. But then when like the baby's there, they're just kind of useless. And then what ends up happening is like characters just look like bad parents because the like, you know, like there's the, the way using a baby in like a show is hard. You can always only have the baby for a certain amount of hours. And like, it's really hard to sort of like have your characters doing stuff if they're like schlepping a baby around. So like a lot of times you just don't see the baby. And then it's like, then it looks like, well, they're just like crappy parents who like have, <laughs> have like a nanny raising their child. So I was like, kids are always sort of like a little like weird thing to me, you know, unless of course you're like, you know, you're like the flash and you're able to sort of get around that by having like the time travel. So obviously like when we meet Nora, she's not a baby. She's a full grown person. Right. But yeah, I would love to see like little Jonathan, like, <laughs> but you know, whatever. <laughs> Let me, beggars can't be choosers. So <laughs> exactly. Like, let's just get Jonathan in there now and then we'll, we'll worry about aging up at some point. Yeah. I'm just excited to have Brandon and Brandon and Tyler, like, Side by side in the Superman suit on screen. I think that'll be awesome. Now, if we can just get Henry back, we'll be all set. <sighs> that would be amazing. Crisis, like <sighs> crisis on infinite Superman. <laughs> oh, I would be so excited if they could do that. Yeah, no, that'd be interesting. Although I don't know how many Superman you really need. Like it's, it's, it's going to get, I can't imagine Brandon's going to be in it a lot as Superman. He might be in it more as Ray Palmer uh, because Legends is a part of the crossover this year. Mm. Um, all the shows are except Black Lightning. Although it was weird. Um, did you check out the CW sizzle reel that they released? Yes. In it, they show Black Lightning because obviously it's part. it's on the CW but they talk about how everything is one universe and black lightning is not only not been part of the Arrowverse before. I'm wondering if they're going to bring it in. And when they collapse everything down to just a singular earth, if black lightning is going to be in with everything else at this point. I mean, that would be cool. And that would be the best way to sort of do it. You know, because up like you said, up until this point, it has existed as its own entity. If you were going to try to create the one Earth, that that would make the most sense. We know that um, Supergirl and I think Wonder Woman exist in Black Lightning's universe because they've mentioned them before. Okay. Um, so I, I know it's Supergirl. There's two two heroes that they've mentioned. I think it's. Supergirl and Wonder Woman, but I know it's Supergirl because I remember being like, oh, haha, that's funny. But so we know that su- other heroes exist in that universe. Um, we just have never really seen them, you know, obviously besides the Black Lightning characters. Right. Uh, so it's p- always also possible that they 
could have existed on one of the Earths. We just have never seen them. Right. Um, you know, in conjunction with the other people or or they're just on a, another Earth. And, you know, like you said, once they collapse into one, then then they'll all be on the same, which will be cool, which is obviously how they're going to. Uh, going to have, you know, Kara and and Kate be able to cross over into yeah. each other's show, which is all we really need in life at this point. Yes. World's finest. Yeah. What else was there in in the way of news? Um, so there's also Linda Carter will be back in the crossover. Now, I read Ooh. a report that said she's going to play Wonder Woman. But it wasn't like a confirmed report. So I'm not sure if that's the case. She was obviously the president on Supergirl. Um, Until but it the would, military it coup. Would be, yeah, it would be cool if she got to be Wonder Woman again. That would be it, awesome. It really would. And it would go along with. Um, Burt Ward being on the being in the crossover, presumably as Robin, although they haven't said. It would be nice if like one of the Earths is like the 66 Batman uh, was it 77 Wonder Woman and even maybe uh, another version of the 90s Flash. So you have all like the old timers in one Earth. As yeah. kind of like as kind of like the Legion of Superheroes. That would be awesome. I would love yeah. that. That'd be super cool. Cause have they I guess they haven't announced that um Oh my god, his name just completely left my brain. Mr. Leary. Jay, Jay Garrick. Right. Yeah, Dawson's dad yep, uh, would would be Dawson's in the crossover, but I assume that he will be. Yeah, because... yeah. At this point, I think it's in a. I think it's a pretty good assumption. Yeah. They, I I don't think they've mentioned it at all, but I would be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah, I would be shocked if he wasn't, especially because he was part of sort of bringing the anti monitor. I mean, the monitor to the crossover last season. So right. He, you know, he was part of all that. And they announced that. Um, the person who played the monitor will return as the anti-monitor. Yes. Um, so he's going to be playing his own brother. So that's always fun. They showed some concept art and I was like, the outfit looks the same, just a little bigger. Yeah. Well, they're, they're kind of identical. I think like, I think the only way you can tell them apart is one of them answers to the word anti. Eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> presumably. Unfortunately, there was one other casting announcement for a person returning to the Arrowverse for the crossover. And that is John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of rounds up all the casting <laughs> announcements. You can tell how Palmer and I feel about that. Yeah. Yep. I just, my yeah. thing, I really, Brenda Strong and John Cryer are like four years apart in real life. Okay. So I just can't believe that they are mother and son. I mean, yeah. Or that he's Lena's older brother. Yeah. And he's almost I mean, to be her dad. Uh, yeah, he is. 
I mean, what was the? Uh, why am I blanking on who the secretary? Not Miss Tessmacher. Miss Um No, the other, the other one that he was in cahoots with on Supergirl. Um, Mercy. Oh yeah. Like I just don't ever see Mercy having a physical attraction to John Cryer. It's just not. <laughs> Like, I'm sure somebody does somewhere, but... Yeah. Mercy Graves is not... She has much better options out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. So we got that. Um, so the first three parts will, will air before the winter break, and then two parts will air uh, in January. I don't Horrible. believe they... Oh, it's going to be great because, like, you know, the cliffhanger in the third part, and you're going to be like, I like it a little bit because I've always found like having them in in succession, like they do. I've always felt them like they found they they felt to me a little bit long at times. So I'm I'm happy with a little bit of a break as long as it's not like a month and a half. Like, give me the last episode like the week before Christmas. Give me the next episode the week after New Year's, and we're fine. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Um, there's also the rumor that that will be the finale for Arrow because Arrow's only going to be 10 episodes this year. Right. So um, we've all, I mean, they said at the end of the last season, you know, he dies. So that's not really a spoiler unless you haven't seen the last season of Arrow, in which case you're in the same boat with me, but at least I read it. <laughs> Arrow uh, has had some interesting um, news and developments and stuff for their final season. And I have to say, as someone who used to watch Arrow and left because it was a terrible show, I will absolutely be back to watch the final season. I mean, it's 10 episodes. I can give them 10 episodes of my life, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I might do that the same like i just never could get into arrow but 10 episodes i might be able to stick it out or at least the last few yeah i feel like you know for all of its faults it was the beginning um it launched this huge universe that we have now and it did something that you know a lot of us never thought we'd see on tv so it's it you know it, it deserves sort of that respect and that that homage you know part of i think the detriment to all of these shows at times is because they're on the CW. Mm. And so they're subject to like different sorts of guidelines than other shows and stuff that you would have on like a streaming service. Like I have long tried to sort of rally for the idea that they should split the season, that the seasons should either be shorter or that they should split the seasons and tell two completely separate stories, one in the fall and one in the spring, because what ends up happening is like when you have these 22 episodes, there's a lot of filler and just a lot of nonsense. And then they're like dragging stuff out and you just get to this point where you almost don't care anymore. You just want it to be over with. Right. Um, I think that is, I think that is a direct effect of the streaming model because most of the time the streaming model is only 13 or 14 episodes max. Right. Usually it's a little bit shorter and the fact that they dump them all at once, you you blow through. So even if there's like a filler episode, you're not waiting a week or a couple weeks to find out what happens next. You just move on to the next episode. So since the streaming model has kind of taken hold, I agree with you. 
I think we should go to fall and spring seasons um, with stories, with contained stories. Um, and it, and one of the, the pieces of information that we got this year is that it seems this it seems like they're trying this idea with the Flash. Yes. So the Flash is going to have one villain and one story arc pre-crisis. Yep. Crisis will occur, and then the second half of the season will be a separate story arc. Yeah. So I am, like, super excited, because the Flash is actually the one show I complain the most about with it, because they seem to have the most difficult time with their current model. Like it always is really good in the beginning and then like something happens in the middle and I and I'm always just I always just feel like it's direct result of just having to lengthen something that like if it was just five episodes shorter, they probably wouldn't have that problem. Um, you know, it's, so it's weird because and I think one of the reasons I think this is is because Flash might have the least desirable like rogues gallery like right like superman has so many supergirl has so many arrow has john barrowman and probably somebody else i would imagine but flash i don't really care a lot about the villains even though they're even though like people really love them that that read the comics and that i honestly don't care about them yeah so it doesn't it doesn't really help um, I do like the fact, though, that they're calling them graphic novels. Yes. I thought that was really cool. I liked that that terminology. Yeah. It, it's nice to bring in the comic aspect into it. So that's really good. And then I know the, super, the thing you were super excited about also with The Flash is we got confirmation that Harrison Wells will be back. He did promise that he wasn't going to have an accent this time. Yay. Um, so he is supposed to be playing... <laughs> he, Tom Cavanaugh is supposed to be playing Harrison Wells, reverse Flash in the, uh, in the crossover, along with a third character that they kind of hinted at, but I don't know if they've given any update on that as of yet. But he can't be any worse than Sherlock Wells. I just Tom Cavanaugh's best character on this show is Eobard Thawne. Yeah, but it's no not one version of Harrison Wells is is his best character. <laughs> like I just I didn't mind Earth Two, Harry. The, Earth that was the second season, right? The like the stuck up one. Yeah, the one who Jesse is his daughter. Right. Yeah, that one was good. Like that if one that was one had fine. stuck around, I would have been fine. Yes. And he did for he was on for two seasons and then like then they made him dumb and I just I can't. I just don't I don't understand. I love the actor. I'm not, it's nothing against this is the same thing that like Arrow did with John Barrowman. We're like with John Barrowman, they just kept Malcolm Merlin around for like way past his expiration date. <laughs> like it was one of those things where I was like, listen, I adore John Barrowman. I love the character of Malcolm Merlin, but he really should have been gone by now. Like there's just not like you're just making up nonsense for him to do. And I don't understand like why this character still here. Like some characters are just meant to come and go. Like they're not meant to stay forever. And right. like th that's the thing with Wells. Like. I always feel like Wells takes away something from another character. So like some of the stuff that he does 
is something Caitlin could be doing. It's something Cisco could be doing. It's something Ralph could be doing. So it's like having him there just just detracts from the other people doing stuff. Like you're so now you're trying to because they all have similar skill sets. Like like Caitlin and Cisco and Wells all have basically the same skill set. Right. Like, you know, give or take, you know, whatever here and there. But like they essentially have the same skill set. They're all three of them are them are scientists. So it's like, why do you have three characters that do the same thing? Um, I don't I honestly don't know. Like it that does, was, it's I mean, I I agree with you. You know. And that was I, the thing with like last season they brought him on as Sherlock Wells and he was supposed to be like this detective, and you're like but that's what Ralph does. And whether you like Ralph or not is neither here nor there. Like you already have a character that does that. Right. Why do you have to have two of them? Like that doesn't make any sense. It's the, and it's the same thing I've always said about like the speedsters. I know having multiple speedsters is part of the Flash's, you know, canon, but a lot of times like it just sort of took away from from Barry, especially it being like the nemesis because you start off the show where he's like, I'm the fastest man alive. No, you're not. Wrong. No, nope. you're not, actually. Nope. Except except for the person I'm fighting all season long. That person's actually right. faster than me. So it's like eternally well, By the end, I'll be faster than him. Yeah, it, it's like, it was like eternally frustrating because you were just kind of like, but no. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, enough about the flesh. So Vibe was rumored to be leaving the season. He's come out and said that he is not leaving. But someone who is leaving is uh, James Olsen. Yes. So McCod Brooks is leaving. I don't blame him um, for making that choice, as it seems like it was his decision to go. Yes, Um, to focus on movies. And I hate to break this to you. You're not going to be in movies. That's fine. (laughs) You might be like, you might be like in a couple scenes but no one who ever leaves tv shows ever gets <laughs> ever gets like a really good career going in movies yes i know we could sit here and say you know <laughs> we could name some but i'm i'm talking about more often than not not right. everybody can be katie holmes or or not katie holmes from um dawson's creek michelle williams yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, my my thing with Makad is I actually really love him. When they announced his casting, I was super excited. I used to watch True Blood, and he was on True Blood, and I I really liked him. Um, And I loved that he was Jimmy Olsen. I just don't understand how this show could never find a way to write a good story for Jimmy Olsen. Well, I think part of the problem was they didn't hire Jimmy Olsen. Like, I'm fine with different interpretations of characters, but Jimmy Olsen should never be a jacked person (laughs) who becomes a vigilante. So, like, right. yes, I mean, yeah, especially, no, I, I and, could, yeah. and the biggest problem was like you had you had McCod Brooks as James Olsen, and then you had Jeremy Jordan playing Win, who was essentially playing really, Jimmy at Jim, that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that was one thing. I was like, well, I can see why they changed James's character because you already have that in Win, but why wouldn't you just kind of switch the two? Or you know, I just. 
I don't, you know, I don't like a tough acting James Olsen. It just doesn't work for the character. Yeah. Yeah. And, I feel and, like it was just always sort of just poorly done, which right. was like upsetting it's to not me. Like, and it's not like Mashad could play like a scrawny Jimmy. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's in way too much shape. Right. <laughs> you know, if they had just brought him on for like um, the Guardian, like if, if they just brought him on originally for the Guardian and that was going to be his character. Great. Like, I think he would have been perfectly cast. Um, but now that he's yeah. now that he'll be leaving, hopefully we can finally get Supercorp. Because mm-hmm. that is that is the relationship we all we all need in our lives. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this year's Supergirl if Lena's is going to be mad at Kara all year. Emotionally, I don't think I can do it. I hate you people. What? <laughs> what do you mean you people? <laughs> you super core shivers annoy me. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. I have to I have to listen to you from like from fall until just about summer about Ralph. I can have my super core. <laughs> It's fine. I don't really watch that show anymore anyway, so... Well, (laughs) I mean, Tim and Frank do, which is all that matters, because they're the ones ones who host Supergirl TV Talk. Yes, and I will tell you, I listen to more Supergirl TV Talk episodes than I do watch episodes of... Actually, I listen to that, and then I don't have to watch, so I know what's going on. Exactly. They do such a good job. They really do, and I love listening to them, so I'm always like, let me hear hear them talk about it, and then I know what happened, and I don't need to watch it. It's awesome. Like I, li- they... I listen in my car. I get those 40 minutes of traffic done. It's great. Right. If they could just get Kate McGrath on the show, then there would be absolutely no reason to watch Supergirl. Because <gasps> you would have them talking about the episodes well enough that you don't need to see the episode, and you still get Lena Luther. And she could go full accent. She has a flawless American accent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, <laughs> so there was unfortunately very little news in the way of our show. Yeah. As you can tell, because we've been talking about all the other news. Yes. The one thing they did do, though, was they premiered the pilot episode. Yes. Uh, to a rousing standing ovation, I'm assuming, by everybody. Um, no, it was. It was a standing ovation. Everyone loved it. No one disliked it. If they did, they're liars. I mean, there was nothing to dislike about it. No, there wasn't. It was a pilot. Right. But a lot of times pilots, though, too, are are not always, like, really good. You know, they're like, okay, you know, like, uh, very rarely do you watch a pilot and you're like, wow, that was amazing. Right. Um, but I thought it, I mean, it, for, for me, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah. it was definitely up there. I like it was definitely something that I'd be like, yeah, I'd watch another one. You know, I want to come back if if I was looking at it objectively in like I was already watching this show before the a pilot even was like a thing I could watch. So right. that's fine. But like in, in an objective way of like if I was on the fence about it, it's it's definitely a show that I'd be like, oh, all right, I, I'll come back next week and see how this goes. Right. Now, um, we I will say on the outset, we'll just talk about like our general uh, feelings for the show. We'll save the really deep dive like we'll do for other episodes for when the show actually premieres 
uh, at the beginning of October. So that way we're not doing the same episode twice. Right. Uh, that being said, um, it was, I liked it. It was good. I, you know, I liked how they made Alice look. Um, I was a little worried because you already kind of have Harley Quinn running around with the bleached white skin. So any woman doing that is, is going to inevitably kind of be compared to Harley, but I thought they did enough to kind of make them look distinctly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the fact that they don't really keep you in suspense. They tell you she's, she's Kate's sister, which is good because they said it in the press release, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it was five months ago. I didn't remember. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, we were kind of right with the, with kind of the, the secret of, the the woman who's tied to her dad's security agency is the same woman she was in love with mm-hmm. in in the academy that caused them to get kicked or caused her to get kicked out. So I I really like the aesthetic of this Gotham. This is a nice mashup of a CW Gotham. And still giving me like the kind of movie style. Yeah. You know, you have the, like, you still have like the same kind of soundtrack that you get from like the Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, it's a very lived in, it's a very lived in Gotham and it's, it's a practical city and it looks completely different than any of the other CW shows. Uh, one of the concerns I had was that it would look, that it would end up looking a lot like Arrow. Um, because Arrow is, you know, the ripoff Batman. Right. Um, and, but I felt like it, it's definitely different enough that I, that didn't feel that way. Um, I agree with you about Alice. I am not a Harley Quinn fan. So I was, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I was worried that I wouldn't like Alice because I'm like, oh, she seems a lot like Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Is she going to get on my nerves? Um, Thankfully, she doesn't have an irritating voice, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think they did a good enough job of making her seem very different, even though she's similar. So I don't feel like I'm watching Harley Quinn. I definitely feel like I'm watching Alice. Um, and yeah, I like that they didn't they didn't try to save that. Even like you, though you said we knew that it's her sister, that they didn't try to save that. Right. Like as as though it was going to be some like. I should say that they didn't try to save it for Kate to find out like Kate finds out immediately. So I liked that part. You know what I mean? Like the audience already knows Kate knows from the beginning. So it's like, okay, we're just going to move forward with this. It's not going to be like this, you know, lengthy drawn out, you know, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. This is going to be the entire first season. Right. Right. Um, I liked that. I really liked all of the supporting characters. Yeah. Um, all of the actors, you know, you never, I didn't know a lot of them. So I wasn't right. sure like what to expect. Um, you know what was funny, and I will, I if this was in the casting announcement, I will take the hit on this one. But when I was looking up on IMDb prior to pr- prior to us recording, I didn't realize that they her stepmom, like the person that's now married to her dad, is mm-hmm. actually is actually named Catherine. Oh, <laughs> it's it's Catherine Hamilton Kane. Um, and 
Catherine was, if I remember correctly, was was the first Batwoman's name when oh, when the right. character debuted way back when, and she was supposed right. to be a love interest for Bruce Wayne. Um, and Kate, you know, that's how you kind of differentiate the two. So that I thought was that I thought was a fun little Easter egg. If they hadn't announced it prior, even better. So, one thing we had found out, and I just remembered this at Comic Con, or I don't, I'm pretty sure they announced it at Comic Con, but it's been released that we're gonna get kind of the beginnings of Hush, right? On Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't look, I try not to spoil myself whenever I can. So I didn't look too deep into the article or read it. Like I just kind of read the headlines. So I don't know if this means we're just going to get Thomas Elliot as a character or if we're going to see him kind of become hush. Either way, I love hush as a villain. I, you know, they obviously, uh, the storyline is one of the best Batman storylines ever. And I actually really like the Paul Dini follow-up story that they did called Heart of Hush, where he makes himself, where he cuts himself to look like Bruce. Um, I think he's a really interesting character, and I'm fine with using Batman rogues villains in the show. Yeah, well, especially because we're stepping into a universe where Batman was an established hero and is is missing. So right. the fact that he, you know, you're not, they're not just stealing, you know, quote unquote, stealing Batman's rogues villains just to steal them. She's in Gotham. Batman was already there. Yeah. It's like a pre-established thing. So it's, I, I don't have a problem with any of that. Um, the, what they said about Tommy Elliot hush is that it's his origin story. So it's basically how he becomes hush. Not okay. that he'll, so he probably won't be hush on the show. Um, he might be by the end, but it's basically the origin of how he becomes Hush. All right. Um, anyone who listens sense. to my other show, Hashtag TV Geek Podcast, knows that Hush is my favorite Batman comic. So I'm so, excited about this. Yeah, so am I. Like I like I said, I really like the character. I'm fine with them using Batman villains. I know Kate has her own villains. She's got two really good ones. She's got Alice, and she's got a love interest from an island way back when. As long as you give me those two at some point, I'm fine. We already have Alice. Alice probably isn't going to go anywhere. So she's always there. Give me the other one at one point. Other than that, for the most part, she's fought Batman villains and she's fought vampires and cultists. I'm fine not having vampires. I don't know if it would really work in this universe. Mm. So, you know, give me her big guys at some point, okay. For for in between episodes and that, I'm okay with her taking down some some Batman villains. Yeah, I'm all about it. The only the only thing I didn't like, I'll say, is and I mean this is just a thing I sort of have to get over because it's a CW show. I I don't like the voiceover. Yeah. I don't like I don't like it on any show. I don't I don't I feel like. You know, we're going into season eight of Arrow. We don't need to hear at the beginning. If you haven't watched this show for eight years, what are you doing here? You don't need to be told what the show is at the beginning. She narrates a lot in this episode because a lot of it's like her origin story. Because in the in the crossover, she's already Batwoman. So this is now kind of filling you in 
at least for this episode, her origin. But yeah, some some of it's very needless um, voiceover. Right. So I I do agree with that. And, and it was to me, it was stuff that was like because they they do show flashbacks. You know, not not spoiling too much. Like they do show flashbacks. Like I didn't need you to. I didn't need the voiceover. You're showing me what's going on. Like she's talking over what's happening and so it's kind of like i don't i i could just watch it like i didn't i this felt like it was a little excessive so i hope that in the act in the actual show and the in the regular episodes there will just be that beginning you know my name is kate kane and blah 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 swain whatever um and that's it you know i i think because it's a pilot they probably gave a little bit more of that um than they normally will right i will say um, I'm fine if you cut out all the voiceovers. The only one you need to stick with is the Flash, because that is the beginning of every Flash comic. It oh. is him doing a voiceover. My so, name is Barry Allen, and I'm the yeah. <laughs> so like, it, like it works for the Flash, right? So, but I agree with you. Like I, uh, like when they were still doing it with Supergirl, I'm like, do we really need this anymore? Like, I understand <laughs> it for the Flash. I don't really need it for anything else. Well, and and for me, it's a thing where like if we're on like a multiple season of a show and you're you're watching it, you know what you're watching, right? Like I don't <laughs> I don't need you to share this. It's fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I love Ruby Rose. Um. She was unable to make it to Comic Con. She posted yeah. a nice message to her fans. She was very upset about it. As as long as she as long as she goes to New York Comic Con, I'm fine. Yeah. Because I'll be there want- as well. I want her to go to that one. Yeah. I mean, it the timing works out really well because the premiere episode is the week before New York Comic Con. Right. So they should be doing a lot of press. So they should definitely right. go to that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually going to, because I work the convention and you go as a fan. Although yes. I think last year you also did a little bit of. You also I did do, a little yeah. bit of writing for it, I right? I do some work. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do both. But I am leaving it up to you to find out because last year I didn't know this. Last year, what DC normally has done for the past four or five years that I've been going to New York Comic Con is they hand out tickets for their signings. So, like when they've had Jim Lee there, you would rush in to get a ticket right at when it starts. And then you could, you know, you could go and come back at four o'clock when the signing is. Right. That's what I did for Jim Lee. That's what I did for Scott Snyder. Last year, they actually did them ahead of time. They announced the schedule and then you entered into a lottery online and they told people beforehand if they if they were able to get a pass for that or not. Right. So like they had a signing for Titans, the entire cast. They had a signing. Um, they had a Frank Miller signing. They had a, a Bendis signing. So this year, if there's a Batwoman signing, I don't care who I have to bribe. <laughs> we need to. We need to get online for that Batman for that Batwoman signing. Um. Yes. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough contacts to be able to bribe to get in there otherwise (laughs) (laughs) you know i i almost tried that when um i went to go like the only panel i've ever gone to at a convention was doomsday clocks panel and i know i talked to my boss and i'm like can you can you like 
get anybody from DC on the phone to like let me into that panel so I don't have to go stand in line. But luckily I found out like with New York Comic Con, you just kind of go tap your badge for the for the panel that you want to see and it kind of reserves your spot and then you really don't have to line up until like an hour beforehand. Right. So you don't have to sit there for like seven hours. Right. You know, if you want if you want a closer seat, you got to wait a little bit longer. But if you don't if you just want to be in the hall, it doesn't matter at that point. Right. Which is really good. I really like that idea. Yeah, I I think it also like, you know, for the for the Javits Center, it just sort of helps the whole flow of traffic and. Yeah. Fire codes and whatnot, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So yeah, if anyone out there listening is going to be at New York Comic Con, you might be able to run into us. Yes, we'll be uh, there. Yes, I'll be in my Batwoman outfit. Probably. I maybe I usually go all all of the days, so I will probably wear my Batwoman outfit one of the days. Ah, nice. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the same day. It would be very odd. Although I am thinking about getting a black canary outfit. Okay. Um, I was really excited. One of the things that they showed at um, Comic-Con was Mark Guggenheim uh, tweeted out the concept art for Laurel's outfit yes. this season. Yep. And it's yep. amazing. Yes, and I was like, all really right, nice. cosplay makers, you're already on this suit, right? Because I need <laughs> to have it. <laughs> I actually started like looking online. I'm like, somebody already started making this. Let me see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so maybe I'll go as her one day and, you know, that won't Kate is another. And of course, depending on what work stuff I have to do, I can't, right. I, I kind of feel weird cosplaying if I'm doing interviews. <laughs> it can... <laughs> It's a little weird. <laughs> just dressed, just dressed as Batwoman. So, what did you? How, how did you feel about filming this new season of Riverdale? Right. Like, might be a little strange. I'm like, who is this person? Why are they? Uh, Although, you I know worked, what, Cameron Cuff went to San Diego Comic Con and he cosplayed the whole time. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Terry Hatcher did it last year. She cosplayed as Lois Lane. I mean, that's not really like. <laughs> Don't you dare say a bad thing about Terry Hatcher. Ooh, it would be really cool if she was in the crossover. I hope they get as many people as they can to be in the crossover. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care if you don't, if you have room for them. Just like keep adding them. Yeah, even if we just see them for like three seconds or if they're in like if there's like an Avengers Endgame type sequence where like all of the all of the heroes are running towards the anti-monitor, that's probably not a thing that will happen. But you know what I mean? Like a scene similar to that. that. (laughs) That'll happen. And that's how come Arrow's only 10 episodes, because that (laughs) the rest of their budget went into (laughs) went went into that moment where there's like a million but that would like, just be cool. Like Supergirl will no longer fly throughout the rest of the season. <laughs> like, like my cape is broken. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm yeah. gonna go walk. Remember that's remember that Superman storyline where he walked across America. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. In a couple weeks, um, is a convention out in Connecticut, and us Dan Jurgens is gonna be there, who I absolutely love. You know, one of my first. My first 
comic that I bought was Death of Superman. So he's always been my favorite Superman writer and artist. So I'll be able to get his autograph. But J. J. Michael Straczynski is going to be there, who, among other things, did a really long run on Spider-Man. He's the one that, well, he was the one credited with breaking up him and uh, Mary Jane, even though his idea was kind of thrown out and Casada rewrote it. But he also did the storyline, Superman Grounded, where Superman walks. Frank absolutely hates the storyline. Mm-hmm. I like it. I actually really like it and would have really liked to have seen what he would have done with the storyline if he had stuck around. So I was telling Tim, I'm like, I want to go to up to I want to go there and I want to be like, I I really like Superman Grounded. Thank you. And he's like, you would have to follow that up with no i'm not actually joking i do like superman grounded <laughs> are you talking about terrificon yes very nice i'm ohegan son yep i'm ohegan son i just googled it to see who else is going to be there it, uh jurgen uh robert Worrell from batman from the tim burton batman uh knox from tim burton's batman john uh, barrowman's gonna be there john barrowman's gonna be there uh, but I mean, like their their creator side is stacked. It was originally supposed to have George Perez. He unfortunately canceled. But they have Marv Wolfman, who we both met at New York Comic Con last yes. year. Um, Dan Jurgens, uh, Starenko, I believe. Um, Donnie Cates, who's been doing Venom, and like fourteen other books at Marvel at this point. They they went like all in on their on their creator side, which was really good. That's awesome. I'm actually scrolling through the list now. This looks really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. I want to get out there. Like I said, I want to see. I want to see Dan. I saw him once at a Baltimore Comic Con, but he wasn't signing at the time. So I need. I need to get a signature. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had some more news about our Kate, but hopefully we'll get some more soon. Hopefully. And worst case is, um, if we don't, we'll just have to do a episode reviewing the Batman Hush animated movie. Yeah, we could do that. There's also the Batwoman animated movie that I have to watch. Yes. That I didn't watch yet. That Palmer tasked me to watch four months ago. Yeah. 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 I, still, I still haven't rewatched it yet, too, so it's fine. But but obviously I, it won't be five months before the next time we record because <laughs> then the show will have been on. <laughs> before we go, we do have to talk about the best thing that came out of Comic-Con ever. Like the the best the best footage ever shown in a comic convention history. And that is the first trailer to the movie Cats. Hello? Is this thing on? No? I'm sorry. I just, uh, my mic, my headphones are not, I thought you said the trailer Cats, and I just, yes, the musical Cats. This was plugged in properly. Yep. The musical Cats, which is going to be great. You know, if anyone has, has seen my rantings on, Academy Rewind when Greatest Showman didn't get nominated for Best Picture. It's going to be even worse this year if Cats doesn't. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
it's gonna be great um sure looks fantastic it does doesn't it they look so realistic and so cute so i know i know how much you love cats so yeah um so my question though is like i want to know how the scale works in that movie right so they're not really the size of cats they are though but they're not they're kind of like well they're they're rat size like they're really tiny in relation to their scenery maybe they're smaller than a cat no 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 I, think I mean, just... listen, I'm just not the whole plot of cats is dumb. So I just, wow. yeah, I'm sorry. It is. No, <laughs> there are two camps, right? One of them is, is the Palmer, people who love cats, the people who love cats. Right. The other is the, the people who are like, what is this garbage? <laughs> the wrong hot garbage. People. What is this? No, I do not understand how that show was on Broadway for so long. There's one good song in the whole show. Uh, There's like three. One. I think you need to watch the show. And you get to have your face. We have to listen to Jennifer Hudson scream sing it in the movie. I mean, it could be good. Who knows? Probably not. I don't know. That seems seems James Corden. uh... What's wrong with James Corden? I've, I'm actually always legitimately surprised when I, when I remember that the internet for some reason doesn't like James Corden. Apparent, apparently he's the him. cats of people. <laughs> yeah, I just, besides like carpool karaoke, um, I, I don't know. There's just, mm, there's just something about him that's like fake or... I don't know. It's like too much. I can't really explain it. (laughs) I know. It's like a weird thing. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about Cats, the musical movie and all of that. And yeah, I'll leave that alone. (laughs) All right. Well, tell everyone (laughs) where they can find us. And other Thought Bubble audio shows. Why don't Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for coming back after our five-month hiatus. Sorry. That's my fault. Uh, but you can check us out on ThoughtBubbleAudio.com and Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter and Gmail. Uh, you can send us your emails. Tell us uh, what you're thinking about. If you were at San Diego Comic-Con and you saw the pilot, send us your thoughts. We'd love to know what you guys thought about it. Um, Absolutely. And we'll start. Yeah. Once we get some in, we'll start reading them at the beginning of every episode, much like uh, Supergirl TV Talk does. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you can you can rate and review us on um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever that's called now, Google Play, and all the places podcasts are found. We know we've only had two episodes, but they're five-star episodes, so leave us a nice they really review. Are. They really are. I mean, it doesn't get better than me and Palmer, I'm just saying. No. Obviously. With MVP. Yes. But until next we, we, time, bye-bye. Bye.